Jack in the Box is coming to Louisville, and we know where. We'll talk about that plus more on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Eleanor Tolbert. Hi. And Shay Van Hoy. Hey there. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news and plenty of sharp opinions on what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. We'll start with Jack in the Box. Of course, the fast food chain that, uh, man, this blew up our Facebook uh, when when we posted this story about Jack in the Box. So Ellie, where's it going? Um, it's going uh, a place on Bardstown Road, 3232 Bardstown Road. I think that's what it was. Um, but it was formerly a steak and shake, the one at right. the corner of Goldsmith Lane and Bartson Road. So, yeah, right there about rallies and Goldsmith Lane, kind of just south of the waters in there. Um, so let's see. So you mentioned in your story that Jack in the Box had some big growth plans, right? And and this is part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we it was first announced and we wrote about it, they had um, said that they were planning 111 new restaurants nationwide over the next few years. And they would be going in some existing markets and then also new markets like Louisville. So uh, I'm interested to see if there's going to be any more than just this one. I think that maybe they said just one when they announced it, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that would be, uh, I think, like, I don't know. I got a hunch a fast food chain that has expansion plans. It's going to put more than one in mm-hmm. Louisville. So um, uh, a lot of excitement about it coming to town, especially among uh, former Californians. It seems like that's uh, something they all miss. So uh, let's see. Now we reported that Steak and Shake uh, had closed 80 locations in 2020, um, but a few of them have opened back up in Louisville. So I guess uh, there's four of them now, right? Yeah. So I saw it there like 80 closed across the U.S. And um, I think almost all of them closed in Louisville during that time, too, because they didn't meet like customer standards or something. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, four have opened back up. The one on Outer Loop, the one on Hurstbourne Parkway, Fisher Park Drive, and then the one in Southern Indiana, in Clarksville, Indiana. But I was hoping I was hoping the one on Bartown Road would open back up because that's the one that I used to always go to. But yeah. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I used to like Steak and Shake a lot. Kind of went down like those four locations that they closed. I mean, those weren't great when they closed. Um, and it, it was just not the same. But I always worry when I hear that a fast food chain is has some big expansion plan because I worry about the quality. I can't say whether Jack in the Box, you know, will go up or down in quality because I've never actually had Jack in the Box. Shay, uh, I bet you have. You seem to know hamburgers uh, from across the land. So uh, give us a quick uh, Jack in the Box review. Yeah, I've had it once or twice. And it, and the setting was there's, um, you know, since they're in California, they're based in San Diego, they've been, you know, moving east and north over the years. And uh, before I moved to Louisville, I lived in Northwest Arkansas for a couple of years. And the farthest one east was like somewhere in Illinois at that point. And I was like, I've never eaten there. I need to stop and try it. Uh, And um, it kind of reminds me a lot. It's like not that kind of the opinions of Jack in the Box remind me of people's opinions of White Castle. Like some people love it like me. 
And then some people think it's total trash food. And that seems to be like the, where Jack in the box falls in the hierarchy of fast mm-hmm. food restaurants, you know, like Wendy's is kind of like, Oh man, they don't freeze their burgers. They're pretty good. Uh, Jack in the box, uh, you know, has uh, their burgers, I believe also breakfast all day. So that's something. And then they have, they're kind of famous for these weird tacos they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. which, uh, there's like, there was like a whole like major, I was like New York times or wash or wall street journal did a whole story about their weird meat, meat tacos. <laughs> and then they have mini tacos too and spicy mini tacos. So well, people are, uh, I clearly spend way too much time on our Facebook page, but that's mm-hmm. one of my jobs is to moderate our comments. Um, and, uh, people were, uh, people were saying good things about the tacos on there. So I don't know, it wouldn't be my first thing to order because it's a hamburger joint. So I'm going to go with that, but, uh, people were like, yeah, they used to have hilarious commercials. Um, they would air on, I'm a Astros fan. And so they were in Texas and they would air during the games and they were often really funny, but I think just like the Sonic commercials, they didn't realize that they should have just stuck with their funny commercials and now they have unfunny commercials. So, um, or I don't see them as much, but, um, There's those sharp, sharp opinions I warned you about, but <laughs> yes, they, uh, but I'll try it when they move in. I mean, it's just down Bardstown road from me. So I'll give it a, give it another shot locally. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, how much I'm in that area, but, uh, Next time I am, I'll definitely swing by there. There's another good restaurant in that area that there's not many of in Louisville, and that's Popeye's is right uh, there across the street. So that little area, it's got some good, like, fast, like, some fast food that people like and, you know, that isn't necessarily all over the city. So, mm-hmm. all right. So we'll go further up Bardstown Road here. Uh, Eleanor, we'll talk about these uh, other stories you had written this week. Um, one of them was about a, a couple of properties on Bardstown Road that uh, changed hands. Uh, so where were those at? Yeah, so it was two um, properties on Bardstown Road that were sold to the same buyer. Um, and it was 1501 Bardstown Road and then 1610. Um, and the first is on the corner of Eastern Parkway and Bardstown Road across from the Qdoba over there. And then the other one was Guitar Emporium, which yeah. closed... Wednesday, I think. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. And I think you, uh, in your story, I'm going off memory here, but Guitar Emporium will be, will be back somewhere. Right. But they don't, they're not saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the owner, I talked to him on the phone, he was the one who owned the building. Um, and so he said that they're planning on relocating They're He's still trying to figure everything out. So they don't know where they're going yet, but, um, so, yeah, so it's, it's not closed for good, just closed for right now, I guess, until they find a new place. Yeah. And what's the new ownership uh, going to do uh, with these locations? Mm-hmm. I don't think that they know or they don't have a set plan, or at least I didn't. I haven't heard of a set plan yet. Uh, I heard they're looking for tenants. Um, the one on Eastern Parkway and Barton Road was sitting vacant. Um, and I heard that they're looking for one tenant, but it could be split up into three different units. Um, and then the one on Bartstown Road, uh, Guitar Emporium, that one, they're both on Bartstown Road, but the Guitar Emporium one, uh, they're just looking for one tenant. So, yeah, mm. obviously a couple of um, high profile properties there, especially Bartstown Road and Eastern Parkway. I think that would be the Times Square of the Highlands. <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel like that, I, like I've seen several businesses go through there. Like it's kind of surprising that there hasn't been one to like really yeah, stick you're right. there. 
I think consumers, um, uh, maybe they're just fickle and it's just hard to find something to stay there. But uh, yeah. Qdoba has been, it's it's not the Qdoba building, right? It's the it's No, called, it's across the street. Okay. Yeah. Um, Qdoba has consistently been there for a long time now, but mm-hmm. uh, that's the only one I can think of. So uh, let's see here. Now, there was another story you wrote, same neighborhood, uh, Bungalow. What's going on there? Yeah, so that one is six luxury Airbnbs, um, and it's at 1137 and 1139 Bardstown Road, which is right next to Nowhere Somewhere Bar. Um, And it's right above Neat Bourbon Bar, which just opened, I think, in January. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was purchased by this group there. It's called High Point LLC, and they just took these kind of dilapidated storefronts and turned them into these, the Bourbon Bar and then these luxury Airbnbs. Um, and they have like a shared game yard with mega like cornhole and Jenga and things like that. And then, um, the guests in the Airbnbs also have like exclusive access to the bourbon bar, which is kind of cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that was an interesting project. Uh, I think those, uh, Airbnbs do well with travelers. They want, they want to be like right there and in Louisville. And I think the Highlands is definitely a place you'd want to be if you're passing through Louisville. So, um, Shay, I wrote topic three, Highlands development, but we're actually going to switch gears and talk about uh, Power 50 here. Uh, so what is the Power 50? Yeah, uh, so Power 50 is, this is the second year we've done this. I launched it last year. Um, and it's basically uh, a look at the, who we've identified as, I won't say the 50, but 50 of the most uh, powerful, influential business uh, and sometimes civic leaders uh, in the Louisville, greater Louisville area, uh, caveat that we do not include elected officials in this list, or at least elect officials, you know, they might be their president of their HOA or something, but like, uh, not as their, per- not like the mayor or a city council person, um, because uh, they're kind of power comes along with those positions. So uh, we do take people who are appointed by, um, by uh, politicians, uh, let's say, uh, and uh, for the first year, it was kind of a scene setter. So, um, of course, you're going to see some very familiar names on both lists, uh, but it was more to set the stage. Uh, this year, we swapped out roughly a third of the Power 50. Some people, um, you know, moved away. Neely Ben Neely Ben Yeah. Or Ben Breyer is no longer CEO of Kindred. We'll see what he does next, other than writing yeah. book. Um, uh, so, it focuses more this year on um, there's some legacy people but also people who have made news or made big waves in 2021 um, coming into this year. So that's, uh, that's kind of who we're looking at. I feel like uh, I didn't write this, you know, question down on the script, but uh, I feel like we're leaving people short if we don't give them a few names that are on this list. So uh, who are a couple of the legacies that stuck around and who are a couple of the new folks that are on the list? Yeah. So uh, as far as legacy folks, you know, um, David Jones, Jr., who I just, uh, saw uh, was honored last night as a J hall of famer. Um, he was actually, I think a J hall of famer last year, but they didn't have a ceremony. Um, yeah. Chrysalis like ventures, uh, yeah. founder, he's a venture capitalist here in town. Yeah. Uh, Ed Glasscock, um, you know, who, uh, is a, is the chairman emeritus at Frost Brown Todd also has owned some derby winning horses. I think mm-hmm. Ed probably knows if you talk, like if you got him off the record, he would probably know everything that was going on in Louisville deal wise. He seems to. Uh, Anytime you talk to him, he knows what's going on. <laughs> right. Um, some public company CEOs like Bruce Broussard 
Lawson Whiting at Brown Foreman, um, you know, that were on the list last year that obviously uh, Russ Cox at Norton. Um, so those are some of the legacy folks. Uh, Bill Carstangen would be another one. Um, and then as far as new folks go, uh, some of those are, um, you know, kind of just make natural sense. Uh, like Jerry Morgan at Texas Roadhouse, who took over as CEO after Kent Taylor, unfortunately passed away. Kent was on the, li- on the first list. Um, and uh, got kind of scrolling through the list here. We had a couple of people that sort of graduated from our five on the rise last year, like Jay Hillenbrand, who uh, we kind of identified him as uh, someone who we thought would make news this year. And then they went and yeah. had two acquisitions. Stockyards uh, Bank CEO, and they've had a big year that's, you know, with different uh, acquisitions. So. Right. Um, I believe Stacy Griggs is new to this list. El Toro CEO. Um, they've seen some growth. Actually, teased to a cover story coming up in a few weeks about how they're using technology to help companies find employees. Um, Mary Nixon, who's the chair of the U of L board, obviously will be very instrumental in picking the next president um, of the university. So she's on the list. Um, you know, so those are uh, kind of a snapshot of you know some folks that. Some folks that we uh, added to the list this year, Jer- uh, I know Jerry AC, who's been around for a while, was another one that we added uh, this year. He's the um, executive director of the River Ridge Development Authority, and obviously they continue to see lots of activity out that way in, in southern Indiana. All right. So, you know, the Power 50 obviously has a lot of sway around town. So what's like a uh, an issue that you would like to see that group kind of take ownership of? NBA to Louisville comes to mind for me, but I uh, want to get your uh, opinion. That's, that's a good one. Um and definitely some folks on there that could sway that. Um, I, you know, I think I was thinking about our opportunity to Louisville series this year and um, something that keeps coming up uh, across seemingly all, um, all components of that, like economic development, um, transit. Uh, and one of our focuses for this quarterly series will be um, homelessness and affordable housing or attainable housing, as a lot of people are saying now. Um is uh, I think that should be a focus. And part of the re I mean, part of the reason is just, you know, the optics, we work downtown, you know, roughly half the time now we're at home half the time. And, um, you know, I think along with other cities, that issue has gotten, gotten strained and worse during COVID. Um, and then uh, also it keeps coming up in terms of economic development. Like if you had an afford, if you had more affordable housing or attainable housing downtown, this hit of office workers not being there wouldn't be as great because you'd have people that live there. Um, so I think that is a huge issue. Um, I know that, I, you know, there, there's no like single solution, but uh, could they, you know, travel to some two or three cities who have like uh, gotten it uh, done right or very well and kind of copy some of that, you know, that there it's interesting, you know, the city's kind of doing some of these things where, uh, you know, they're offering um, money to people like a stipend for people uh, uh, who, who apply for it. So I think, um, you know, there are, there is some, I guess, desire to do things socially to help out some of the folks that are struggling to have housing and uh, seems to be uh, a growing issue here that I think that that would be nice yeah. if um, kind of maybe, maybe the power 50 can become sort of, sort of like a Bingham fellow where they get together and tackle something. So yeah, well, I'm glad you brought up housing because uh, obviously there's a big uh, talk on last week's show. Sorry, now, all right, so now my dishwasher keeps chiming because I, I paused it. So, uh, you know, I think something's bound to just chime in on this podcast. But uh, uh, I'm glad you bring up housing because 
I would love to see a scatter chart of where in town most of these folks live. Um, is you know, I imagine a lot of people in this power 50 are in the east end, but uh, I'm sure there's a few Highlands folks in there too. And I think that's just a major problem in Louisville is just the ownership of the city. You know, the people, the string pullers, and I'll tell anybody that I've told people this before the, the guys pulling the strings, none of them like some of them live within the Waterson, but a lot of them live like out in Oldham County or Bullet County. Not even talking about the Power 50, but like let's talk about the Power 500, you know, like a greater, you know, list. I bet a lot of people that, you know, are making decisions about Louisville don't necessarily live within the heart of the city or, uh, uh, you know, the, the areas that, that kind of need the most help. So, yeah, I don't know. That's not really a question. It's just a, <laughs> just, just me ranting about things. Yeah, it would be interesting if we had, you know, there, if we plotted, obviously, I don't think we want to plot people's homes, but like, in general, yeah. the neighborhoods, it might be something that actually could do, you know, like, we've done some of that data stuff for 40 under 40 before, like, how many are UofL grads, or how many are UK grads, or yeah. how many from, were born out of state. So that would be kind of interesting to look and see where some of these folks choose to choose to live. Um, I, I know, um, I won't name the person because I, you know, would be picking one out of 50, but uh, I had a conversation with one of the power 50 a while back and they told me where they lived and it was exactly as you described. It was, I think, Anchorage. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, I think, I, I, and you know, I like people, like I choose to live where I want to live because I, I enjoy it. I live within the Waterson and the Highlands. Um, but, you know, I, so I, I've torn on that. Like I want people to have their free choice, but also, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, man, we've, we're trying to focus on certain areas of town, but no one who has like sort of influence over this knows where that is even maybe. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I don't know, it's just kind of a pet peeve of mine. I think in big cities, say like New York city, a lot of the power uh, 50 in New York city probably live in New York city, you know? Um, but that isn't the case in Louisville. Of course, I guess a lot of the power 50 in New York City might live in Connecticut or something like that. But, you know, it does feel I just I just want to see more of that ownership in the various neighborhoods like I, the core city. I will say that I've anecdotally know of two CEOs of companies that are based in Louisville who at least for a while or maybe still um they kind of came from outside and are living, they have um, residences downtown, like, uh, you know, a nice apartment or a nice condo. So um, they, you know, might have a house in another city. And I was thinking that about New York city, you know, a lot of these people might have an, like a high rise Manhattan apartment, but then they've got a house in the Hamptons, you know, so. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, maybe that, uh, that is the case. And I know when a lot of the downtown redevelopment was going on, a lot of people bought up like little like apartments uh, in you know, in an old building in downtown Louisville and maybe they're not there full time, but like that's where they go after a yum center or, you know, after a, a game at the yum center or something. And, and then the rest of the time they rent it out as an Airbnb. So I don't know. I'm no one to complain. I live in Indiana, but I, I'm not even in the power of 5,000. So uh, I can, th I can cast a few stones, but um, <laughs> I don't think I live in that much of a glass house here. So uh, let's see. 
I think that's it. Anything else you want to add on the power 50? You ever think about ranking them or is that you don't want to do that? <laughs> no, I don't want to get involved in that. Gosh, it's hard. It's, I mean, it's hard enough to, to cut some, you know, some of our markets do a hundred, like Miami does like, I think 250 or something like that. Um, which obviously Miami is a much larger metro area than ours. Um, 50 seems about right for us. Um, but there are, you know, it's full disclosure in the stories we put out. It's, it's subjective. I mean, it's not, we don't, um, you know, we don't assign scores. It's just sort of like, you know, who has to be, who has to be on this list, right? Like Bruce Broussard kind of has to be on this list. He's the CEO of our, by far our largest public, public company. They have a large foundation. Um, mm. and then, you know, who's been kind of making waves or making news in the past year. Um, or it could, and it could be something like, um, you know, we've released this list so I can say, uh, you know, Pernavere's on this year's list. Obviously he owns a growing tech company. He owns a restaurant. So he's kind of interesting that he's diversified, but he's also the GLI board chair this year. So those things can kind of play into it as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe that's all we have for this week's show. Uh, before we go, uh, Eleanor and uh, Shay, you want to give people your social media handles, where they can find you. Uh, and uh, I'll start with you, Eleanor. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BFLU Eleanor, and then you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tilbert. And Shay, where can people find you online? Yeah, on Twitter at Shay Van Hoy, my name, uh, LinkedIn, obviously the same. Um, and that's where I'm primarily at on Facebook, too. I share some of our stories on there, uh, especially if I think there's going to be, you know, going to rile people up, which, you know, that's Facebook in general. So, yeah, everybody's <laughs> riled up on Facebook. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under the name Dman3001. And I'm also on LinkedIn under my own name, David A. Mann. Uh, if you like this podcast, you can find it on popular services such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Shay and Eleanor. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye.